Barney and Betty Hill took a spontaneous trip to the White Mountains of New Hampshire in September 1961. As he recounted in John G. Fuller's The Interrupted Journey from 1966, Barney needed a break from his night shift at the post office, while Betty was mentally exhausted from handling child welfare cases. On the last night of their makeshift honeymoon, the two found themselves in a Vermont diner ready to make the last dash home to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. By leaving at 10 p.m., they planned on arriving home by around 2 a.m. On the road, Betty noticed a particularly bright star, perhaps a planet, in the sky. When this celestial object began changing its course in an erratic manner, Betty was convinced it was a UFO. Her husband was not. Barney, she said, if you think that's a satellite or a star, you're being completely ridiculous. Are you ready for this? Hello, hello, and welcome to a mini-pod, I think I'll call them, of Pinkie-Pod. Pow. See, for a mini one, it's going to be a shorter pow, too. Now, don't worry. I'm going to finish the story that I teased you with right before the weird little music intro. And some of you may have already heard of it, but I'm just going to pick up where I left off, okay? As the object drew closer... Barney pulled the car to a stop and, gun in hand, got out to investigate. As he approached the object, Barney saw what he would later describe as a pancake-like disc glowing with brilliant white light that was about the size of a jet. Fleeing back to his car, he and Betty tried to evade the vessel, but were instead overcome with an intense drowsiness and immediately fell unconscious. The couple pulled into their driveway around dawn, unable to recall what had happened. Two hours of memory seemed to have been wiped from their minds. While Betty was convinced they encountered a UFO and later reported the sighting to the Air Force, her husband was skeptical. It was only when the couple met with psychiatrist Dr. Benjamin Simon for a consultation in December of 1963 that Barney changed his mind. Dr. Simon found both to be suffering from crippling anxiety. Betty, in particular, manifested hers in the form of repetitive, nightmarish dreams. Dr. Simon then put them under hypnosis, which reportedly yielded highly ominous memories. It seems Barney recalled creatures with slanted eyes taking the couple aboard their UFO to conduct experiments on their naked bodies. Barney claimed that the beings took samples of hair, skin, and nail clippings, then a six-inch long needle was inserted into Betty's stomach. Betty told Dr. Simon that she later asked a being they knew to be the leader where they were, and it jokingly replied, If you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. During another hypnosis session in 1964, Betty purportedly drew a star map of, sky, of the sky from memory, as seen from a planet orbiting the star Zeta Reticuli. The most shocking thing about this is that the map was drawn with confounding accuracy and that Zeta Reticuli lies 
about 40 light years away from the Earth. Betty's nearly spot-on recreation of the stars surrounding an actual star system remains one of the most intriguing aspects of all alien stories ever reported. Ultimately, Barney and Betty Hill's account led to the Air, led the Air Force to launch Project Blue Book, a shadowy initiative that aimed to investigate domestic UFO sightings and also presented a template for all the UFO abduction stories that followed in the decades to come. So basically, even though that might not be the very first alien abduction story, it is probably one of the most famous and definitely set off a lot of other stories. Now, I chose to share a couple of things about aliens um, on I, aliens on this quickie little podcast because, uh, well, a lot of people are interested in them, of, of course, in UFOs. And because for one thing, I found out today that Washington State, as of at least 2019 anyway, we have the most reported UFO sightings. Now, I'm not abductions, but just UFO sightings. And I wouldn't have thought that. But there you go. And also we've had cases in this state of the cattle mutilations. And if anybody, if any of you out there are into UFOs and all that, you, you're nodding your heads going, oh yeah, there's lots of weird stuff about cattle. I don't know why they're into cattle. I also had a discussion with somebody today, a client today, I'm a barber. And we kind of talked about this a little. And he told me that... Um, and of course, now I can't remember the name of the documentary or whatever it was, or book, but that it was in the 50s that they think where you really got that idea of the the grays, right? Or the, the big heads, you know, the slanty eyes, the little bodies that we're so familiar with. One of the reasons would be, a big reason would be is since they're generally thought of as being, I'm sorry, I'm having trouble speaking today. They're generally, oh, I give up on that word, thought of as being a higher intelligence that you would have a big brain, so you need a big head to contain the large brain. And I had never thought of that. So it makes sense because we were basically talking. I was like, why do they always all look alike? And another thing about aliens is that is one thing that consistently can completely creep me out. I mean, I grew up reading horror, watching horror and stuff like that. But the, the things that I write horror, but the things that really creep me out are aliens. Why? Because it seems like they're always coming to do something horrible to us. Like everything you ever read about them or see about them it's always something terrible and even the um the abductions you know like none of these probing things sound like very much fun and and our movies they're coming to destroy us or you know whatever and the only ones who didn't like et and you know jeff bridges uh here we are trying to hurt them and if you know you know on jeff okay Oh, I loved that movie so much. But there's also the fact that there's just such a giant universe, universes out there 
we can't possibly be the only thing. I'm going to tell you right now, though, that I don't necessarily think that they all look like grays. I That's one of my problems with it is like, I don't really think that everybody would be seeing the same thing. I really don't. So I, I think it would be more interesting and more realistic maybe if it was like men in black. You know, everything looks different. Or what if they are already here? Because people are like, well, if they were around, they would be here. Well, I have a few theories about that. But, but one of them is, well, how do you know they're not? And they just don't look like what we think they look like. What if it's, what if they're cockroaches? And that's why you can't kill those suckers. <laughs> but seriously, it could just be a, a squirrel with a flute. And if you get that reference, I need you to, you to write to me because yeah. Or who knows? You know, they could be here. We don't know. Or maybe they don't want to come here because if they really are a super, super high intelligence and one might think that if you had achieved that, maybe you would be more peaceful in this and that. I don't know, just a guess. Um, that maybe they think that we're just too messed up down here. Or we are someone else's biology experiment. I mean, I could go on all day. I have many little theories that some are jokes and some are not. But now I want to read to you another one before I go. And by the way, that first one was at allthatsinteresting.com. I didn't write these myself this time. I'm just... But I wanted to read this one when I was looking over things just to quickly do a, a fun little mini pod. And I had no idea about this. But you've heard of Mothman, perhaps? And I know I've seen the Mothman prophecies. But this little bit here, I, I didn't remember. So this is from medium.com. Uh, Woody Derenberger Berger meets Indrid Cold. So here we go. The legendary Mothman has once again found his way into popular culture, perhaps due to coverage from the lovable duo over at BuzzFeed Unsolved and its inclusion in the online game Fallout 76. Many know the basics of the classic paranormal legend. A few months prior to the tragic collapse of the Silver Bridge over the Ohio River, there were hundreds of sightings of a mysterious seven-foot-tall winged creature with piercing red eyes in the sleepy town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, okay, so far I remember all of this, right? And maybe you do too if, if you were into this. So, many believe the Mothman was here to warn residents about the impending tragedy, as after the ridge fell, he seemed to disappear as quickly as he came. What many don't know, however, is there were even stranger events going on in Point Pleasant during that time, including UFO sightings, visits from the legendary men in black, and encounters with a strange being who called himself Indrid Cold. And now as I'm reading it, maybe I do sort of remember something about, you know, cold. Like that part is standing out to me. Maybe I thought it was a separate ghost legend. You guys ever hear of that? I realize now I probably did, but it might have been told to me as a ghost on a highway. Aha! Anyway, sorry to interrupt the story. But um, carrying on here, some may recognize the name as the unseen enigmatic entity playing phone tag with Richard Gere in the 2002 supernatural drama 
the Mothman prophecies. The, this film was based off of journalist John Keel's book of the same name, which chronicles the strange paranormal events that Keel alleges he experienced, and Richard was playing him, leading up to that fateful December evening when 46 people lost their lives. And the book contains far more bizarre accounts of otherworldly events that could be covered in this one single article, but the initial encounter between the being called Cold and a simple sewing machine salesman named Woodrow Wilson Derenberger goes far beyond what many would consider to be a traditional alien encounter. There's a cool picture here too of Mr. Woody Derenberger. So at 6 p.m. on November 2nd, 1966, Woody was driving from his job in Marietta, Ohio to his home in Mineral Wells, West Virginia, and he was startled when a dark vehicle started tailgating him. So he pulled over to let it pass. The vehicle suddenly ascended off the ground and quickly passed Woody, landing in the road ahead of him to block his way forward. Woody's headlights gave him a better look at what he decided was a massive black UFO. He described it as looking like a kerosene lamp. A latch door on the craft creaked open and an average looking man stepped out. His only distinguishing feature, a wide and faltering grin on his face. This smiling man approached Woody's car and began to communicate with him telepathically to tell him that he meant no harm and only had a few questions for him. But despite the mental uh, connection, this man requested that Woody roll down his window so they could communicate better. Hmm. Woody described him as very average 35-year-old man with dark hair. Although throughout the encounter, the smile never left his face and he kept his hands hidden under his armpits. And the man introduced himself simply as cold and began grilling this terrified salesman with questions. He asked about the local city of Parkersburg and told Woody that where he was from, cities were referred to as gatherings. Cold then asked Woody about his job. After Woody explained to him the responsibilities of a salesman, he asked, apparently, Cold, what's your job? And the strange person replied, I am a searcher. This conversation lasted between five and 10 minutes and Woody became increasingly uncomfortable with the visitor. Cold apparently sensed the unease and attempted to comfort him before he thanked him for his time. He ended the conversation by telling Mr. Derenberger, we will see you again. The hatch opened once again and Cold was hoisted in by what appeared to be another human's hand, but the interior was too dark for Woody to make anything out. The craft lifted, zoomed off, and left Woody in stunned silence. Woody's account is apparently strengthened by other reports of people being confronted by a grinning man identifying himself as Indrid Cold in the following weeks. Casting doubt on the story, however, were Woody's later, and some think absurd, absurd claims of being taken to a planet called Lanulos, where its naked citizens lived in total peace with each other. Ultimately, Derenberger's story is only one odd piece of the unexplainable puzzle chronicled in the Mothman prophecies. And I guess if you pick up this book, you'll find that the film only scratched 
the surface. So now, of course, I kind of want to look up that book because it is a really bizarre story, all of it. And uh, yeah, the book is also just called The Mothman Prophecies. So creepy, right? It's kind of creepy. And, you know, I, I interrupted that story to say, oh, maybe it was that I had heard of this as a ghost. And, you know, that's very possible because sometimes legends get mixed up. And I'm thinking that maybe there were stories that might have been included in some paranormal. I've watched so many paranormal show. Maybe I just mistook it uh, as some guy being on the road that will stop travelers. Or maybe that legend just got extended. That's probably what happened. But if any of you guys are familiar with that, you know, feel free to let me know. So that is pretty much all I want to cover in this little little snippet, this little tidbits of uh, the mini, a mini pod. Uh, I'm still hoping that people will write in with their own encounters if you have any. Or you know what? You can even write to me about some theories about any of these things that I bring up. Let me know if you know about this cold person. Like if you're from there, ooh, please tell me. Have you ever had an encounter? You can uh, you can drop me a line at sroit, S-R-O-I-T, at pinkysquarepress.com, okay? And one more thing before I sign off. You've heard of Sasquatch, Bigfoot, right? And because I do live in the Pacific Northwest, you know, there's lots of stories about him or them around here. But I want you to, if you have nothing to do and you want something to uh, interesting to look up, Google Bat Squatch. Because we have a few things up here, but Bat like bats, you know, bat squatch. Seriously, look it up, okay? Because, well, just look. I'm not going to spoil it. And that's today's mini pinky pod. Papow!